the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio. Now, Will Rogers once said that you know, where he gets all his material, he just, he just reads the newspaper. So where do we get all of our thrills? Oh, we just look, uh, look on the Internet, and they're there every morning. A tsunami of headlines, Greg. In fact, this week I shaved my beard. Yeah, I noticed. It looks better. Well, I shaved half of it, actually. Yeah, you, you, made a great video. you made a great video with your beard half on and half off. We can make sure that gets posted to, the, uh, to our Unite IE Facebook page. So I am just so confused about how anybody can be undecided at this point. And when I was shaving my beard, I made the decision to shave it. I shaved half of it off just as a gag at home. And, you know, then I started thinking about these undecided voters and whether or not I was undecided about whether I should shave. So I did this 30-second video about how silly it looks to have half a shaven face. It looks even more silly if you're undecided about this election where we're trying to decide between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And I would contend that Hillary Clinton is the most dangerous person in the world to be the commander in chief of these United States. Well, you know, and I, and, I can, and I can vouch for that personally, because after all these years, decades, I just want to way back in the 1980s. I was on a plane with Hillary Clinton and she grabbed me and sexually harassed me. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't shown up in the WikiLeaks. And, I, I, and I've, I've been so humiliated and, and, sh- and shamed by this. But now in the closing stages of the election, I feel I have to come forward with this story. Well, when it comes to trying to demonstrate that Hillary Clinton is one of the most dangerous people in the world, there are several events during her political life that stand out. One of them clearly is the, the Benghazi matter, the Benghazi attacks, her tenure at State Department. And I can't think of anybody who's better equipped to be able to inform us about that era as well as the entire Middle East going up in flames than investigative journalist Ken Timmerman, who's joining us now on the phone. Ken has a brand new book. Of course, he's the author of a book called Dark Forces, The Truth About What Happened in Benghazi, where he chronicles the involvement of uh, you know many actors, including Iran in that, in, in that city. As well as, you know, 30 years of work investigating, you know, Iran's nuclear pursuits, the uh, meltdown of the Middle East on several occasions. Ken, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Don. It's uh, great to be with you. Uh, Hello to Greg as well. So the reason that we have you on, besides talking about Benghazi, is you've got a brand new book. And the brand new book is entitled 
deception, the making of the YouTube video Hillary and Obama blamed for Benghazi. And the the person that became the focal point of this entire event, of course, was the uh, creator of that video, a guy by the name of Nikula Basili Nikula, who spent a year in jail. And oh, since that time, apparently, you have gained the trust of this guy, the only investigative reporter or journalist who's been able to convince him to, you know, it, share his story and that's what your book is about uh, that's right the book is about uh, nikula it's about the actors and actresses uh, who were his victims in a way and it's about hillary clinton's criminal deception on the american people blaming this ridiculous video for the benghazi attack and before we get into this a whole lot i need to mention and we'll mention this throughout our conversation with you that you're going to be in southern california for two appearances along with this is going to be correct me if i'm wrong the very first public appearance of nikula basili nikula since that fateful day and then his subsequent incarceration uh, that's absolutely right he has never appeared in public he has been terrified to appear in public. He has never spoken to other reporters in any detail before either. Uh, and that's why I was I, I gained his trust. And that's why I was able to write his story, uh, as well as the story of the actors and the actresses and what happened and Hillary in this book, Deception. So he'll be there with me on the stage. And uh, we're going to do a kind of, uh, uh, we're calling it an intimate conversation where I will sort of get him to tell his story to people for the first time ever. Wow. He became the the first victim of Hillary Clinton's plan to impose uh, Sharia-style, um, uh, uh, really hate speech laws uh, on on Americans for talking about so tell, Islam. Sure. So well, tell, let me just ahead. let me just remind folks: this is going to be Tuesday, October twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. There's a lunchtime appearance in Orange County and an evening appearance in Los Angeles. So save that date. We'll be giving you the particulars throughout the show. But let's get started in unpacking your your book and the story. Many people have heard a reference to a video. What was this video, and how did it end up getting connected to Benghazi? Well, the video is called Innocence of Muslims, and uh, Nikula is the producer. He's the writer of the script. Uh, He made it, as I found out as I went through the bank records uh, in the book, he made it with something like $75,000. So this is not a uh, high-end production, okay? But uh, he wanted to wake people up to what Islam was all about, Uh, posted parts of it on the Internet in July of 2012. Nobody paid any attention. Mm. And in fact, right up until the night of the Benghazi attacks, September 11th, 2012, nobody was paying attention still. Uh, the, The reason that it came into the forefront, the reason we're even talking about it is because Hillary Clinton, blamed the video that night in her statement as Secretary of State for the Benghazi attacks. When she uh, issued her statement just after 10 p.m., blaming uh, inflammatory material on the Internet for the attacks. Now, Hillary doesn't... Hillary doesn't strike me as somebody that's just idly surfing around the Internet watching uh, YouTube videos. So how did this video come into her, come to her attention? Well, there had been a a segment of it, a brief portion, a minute, 32 seconds, on a Salafist TV station, a pretty obscure station in Egypt. 
And so some people were talking about it in Egypt. There had been some tweeting back and forth between the U.S. Embassy and Cairo. So it got the attention of, of some people at the State Department. They didn't know what it was. This is like two days before the attack. They didn't have a clue what it was. People in Egypt were blaming the U.S. government for doing this. We don't know what this video is. So it was sort of in the mix at the time the attacks happened. She decided for reasons which we still don't understand. With all of the releases that have come so far, we still don't understand why Hillary Clinton decided to lie to the American people about Benghazi that same night when she knew that it was an attack by an al-Qaeda-like group. Remember, she, she even sent a message by email to her own daughter. An hour after she told the American people it was because of a video, she told her daughter it was an al-Qaeda-like terrorist attack. So why she came up with a video, we still don't know. But I'm going to tell you in a couple of minutes why I think she did, because I think we've got some good clues, and I lay those out in the book. That's a great tease. We're going to take a break right now. We are talking to Ken Timmerman. He's the author of a brand new book. It's called Deception, the making of the YouTube video, Hillary and Obama, Blamed for Benghazi. And this is one of the many stories about Hillary Clinton's involvement in politics that I think and we think point to the fact that she is duly unqualified and one of the most dangerous people to be president of the United States. We'll be back with more with Ken Timmerman, the investigator, journalist and author of this book after a message from our sponsor this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Ed is a great patriot and a place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Ken Timmerman after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Reno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you for buying, refinancing, or reverse mortgages, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to my website, www.wccloans.com. AM 590, the answer. Do you Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We're making news today, Greg. We are breaking news to the Inland Empire here on the phone with us, author and investigative journalist, Kenneth R. Timmerman. He's the author of a brand new book, Deception, the Making of the YouTube Video, Hillary and Obama Blamed for Benghazi. He, along with the... Uh, director and producer of that video, Nikula Basili Nikula, who sat in a in a uh, prison for a year for essentially violating parole was what we were told, but we know differently, um, who are going to be in uh, L.A., Southern California, on two appearances on Tuesday, October 25th, 2016, the very first 
public appearance of Nicola Basili Nicola and Ken Timmerman, who literally over the last couple of years has gained the trust of Nicola to bring out this story. So uh, hang in there. We'll give you the details about where this event's going to be, but save the date, Tuesday, October 25th, for one of those dates. And we left off talking about the great lie of Benghazi. And you were, we were saying that on the phone to her daughter, uh, Hillary Clinton lied, but she didn't just stop there. That lie continued to roll out. Um, she she talked to the president of Libya, said it was a terrorist attack. But then the narrative shifted and she began to lie. And let's just re- quickly recount the series of lies the American people were told over the next two weeks uh, that it was blamed on the video. So where do we where do we pick up the first lie there, Ken? Well, it was the night of the attack. So the night of the attack, Hillary issues a statement at 10 p.m. blaming the attack on a YouTube video. Okay. She tells the truth to her daughter. She tells the truth to her daughter uh, an hour later. She tells the truth to the president of, uh, 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 excuse me, the president of Libya and the prime minister of Egypt the next day. Uh, but when they go out in public all that week long, both Hillary and Obama blame it on a YouTube video. You get to Friday. The attack took place on Tuesday. On Friday, they're at uh, Andrews Air Force Base welcoming the bodies of the four fallen heroes in Benghazi in front of their families, and she lies to the families. She tells Charles Woods, the father of uh, Ty Woods, right, the US, one of the two U.S. Navy SEALs killed uh, in Benghazi. She said, we're going to get the person responsible for your son's death, the man who made the video, Nakula. And in fact, they did get Nakula, and they threw him in jail. And if you read the account of his sentencing hearing that I've got in my book, Deception, it is absolutely crystal clear that they were not throwing him in jail for a parole violation, which is the public story. They were throwing him in jail because they had orders from Hillary Clinton to do so because that would shut him up and keep him from telling his story, which is in my book. That's why I wrote this book. Weaponize, just like Barack Obama has weaponized so many departments of government, the IRS, the here we have another example of the this administration, Hillary Clinton specifically weaponizing the uh, the apparatus of government in order to prosecute and persecute a citizen. Right. And there's one more thing in the lie I need to, I need to add is that very weekend, they, the administration sent Susan Rice out to tell, repeat the lie that it's basing it on the video to the American people. Five different talk shows. So you said, right. you said in the prior segment, Ken, you have a theory about how all this uh, with the video came about. Let's, let's hear your theory. Well, and it's a little bit more than a theory. It's all actually right. based, on, <laughs> it's based on some of the emails that finally have gotten released. And I think, you know, we still don't have all of our emails. The FBI has has told us that thousands of them were really deleted in ways that even they could not reconstitute them. But one of the ones that survived is from uh, Sid Blumenthal, a former uh, Clinton administration uh, White House aide, spin doctor. He's the one who invented the vast right conspiracy nonsense. Remember the 1990s? Yes, yes. Well, Sid was sending uh, Hillary all of these... uh, uh, bogus, really, intelligence reports about Libya, but the one he sent on the night of the attack is critical. That's where he claimed in this email to Hillary Clinton that the video was behind the attack, that the Libyan president had convened his cabinet that afternoon, in other words, hours before the attack even started, to condemn the video. This was That's a complete, utter lie right there. Wow. <laughs> it never happened. Sid just made it up whole cloth. 
And so he basically packaged this whole thing for Hillary. He said, look, tomorrow morning my son Max Blumenthal is going to have a big article out about this, explaining the video and, and why it's so important and how it's so terrible and so horrible, how it caused the attack. And, of course, Max Blumenthal did have that all up, exposing Nakula, forcing Nakula, the filmmaker, to go into hiding, by the way. Remember that. And that's yeah, remember that? Forcing him to go into hiding. There was a media stakeout in front of his house. Absolutely disgraceful what happened there. And uh, it also caused uh, all of the media the next day to blame the video. Cindy Garcia, one of the actresses in the movie, woke up uh, in on the West Coast to see her face all over TV being blamed personally by Hillary Clinton and, of course, all the media folks for the death of four Americans. It was pre-cooked. It was Sid Blumenthal's idea of how to spin the media and uh then they got involved because of, because nobody had seen this youtube video that's the kicker here nobody had seen it so then they had to go to extraordinary measures to make it go viral and that's another thing that i investigated in this book very very important part of the story well tell us about that part how did they promote actually promote the video and cause more rioting and death well see here's the thing at the time of the attacks that night when she first claimed the video uh, the YouTube channel that they, they, they had fingered and that they whispered to reporters where to look, the YouTube channel had 405 views. I was now, always wondering about 000, that. 405 views. I had to track this down uh, using some pretty special techniques because all this had been wiped from the Internet. But we were able to reconstitute it. I use some people who do this for a living. Uh, we were able to reconstitute these sites at the time through, through the Internet archive. Wow. So the night of the attacks... 405 views. Then they get this new YouTube channel called News Politics Now, uh, and, and they, they put it up on that channel. It turns out... Who is they? Uh, well, who is they? We believe, and I say we believe, the people who are investigating this uh, for the lawyers involved in this long law lawsuit, and uh, some other people who've been tracking it on the internet, a guy named Montegraff in particular, believes that... That channel is owned by uh, uh, Stanley Associates, which is a huge beltway consulting company that has large black contracts with the Central Intelligence Agency and other U.S. government agencies. So wow. they are the ones who had the YouTube channel that then got millions and millions of hits. They used some very sophisticated Internet marketing techniques to make it go viral. It went viral all across the world. And then guess what? There were very real attacks caused by the YouTube video that were taking place in Cairo, in Islamabad, in Pakistan, in Sudan, in Lebanon, all over the Muslim world. So they could say, hey, look, this video is really awful. It's causing people to get killed. They're attacking U.S. embassies. And they were. They just didn't attack Benghazi because of it. Well, let's let's leave it there, because the question I want to ask you when we get back is um, what was the original cause of the protest in front of the Egypt embassy and that is also suspected for riling up things around Benghazi? We'll ask you that when we get back. We're talking to Kenneth R. Timmerman. He's the author of a brand new book. It's called Deception, the Making of the YouTube Video that Hillary and Obama Blamed for Benghazi. Uh, he's going to be in Southern California along with 
with the filmmaker Nikula Basili Nikula on October 25th. Two appearances, afternoon in Orange County, the evening in L.A. We'll give you those addresses and times when we get back after a break from our sponsor this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Ed is a great patriot and the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Ken Timmerman after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Reno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower, two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you for buying, refinancing, or reverse mortgages, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to my website, www.wccloans.com. AM 590, the answer. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office. We have our guest today is Ken Timmerman, an investigative journalist who has written many books and spent decades working and learning about the Middle East. And his latest book is, Don, you have it, you have it up? Yes, the latest book is Deception, the Making of YouTube Video, Hillary and Obama, Blame for Benghazi. And kind of want to pick up this story a little bit. There's so much to unpack here, Ken. There, Egypt, the, the, the protest in front of Egypt was already in process when uh, independently the ter- the, this terrorist group in Benghazi was plotting the attack on our consulate. Um, what was the cause and the, the, the flashpoint for the protest in, in front of the Egyptian embassy in Egypt? Well, that protest had been planned for uh, several weeks ahead of time. It was called by the by the son of the blind sheikh, who was in a U.S. who is still in a U.S. jail for having plotted to blow up the Holland and Lincoln tunnels in 1990, uh, 1994. So his son was protesting along with the brother of Zawahri, the head of Al Qaeda, mm. the head of Al Qaeda's brother, who had just been released from a an Egyptian jail by Mohammed Morsi right, the Muslim Brotherhood president of Egypt. So you had these two, essentially, terrorist associates who had called a protest to demand that the United States release the blind sheikh from jail. And so they are the ones who would, who would organize this protest for weeks. They gave an interview to Nick Robertson of CNN the day before on September 10th, talking about this protest that they were going to, that they were going to carry out. They were calling for people to burn down the U.S. embassy in Cairo. And it was so uh, extreme, and the threats were so real that the U.S. ambassador there uh, evacuated the day before. She told everybody, don't come to work tomorrow because there's this threat against the embassy. 
Wow. And the and it, so that's the Egyptian embassy. And then almost in sort of this perfect storm of events cascading across the Middle East, the, the, the terrorist attack on the consulate was a separate event. And tell us a little bit about what the how, how that came into being. Yeah, number one, it had absolutely zero to do with the protest in Egypt. There was okay. no spillover, no, no link whatsoever. No, number two, had nothing to do with the video. Number three, there was never a protest in front of the uh, uh, diplomatic uh, facility in Benghazi. They came out of the blue, out of the darkness, if you wish, all of a sudden at 9.42 p.m. and blew open the gates with RPG rockets. Okay, so this was a planned and orchestrated attack that happened in Benghazi. That was the last thing that the Obama administration wanted to come out. Remember, they had just defeated terrorism. Osama was dead. GM was alive. Al-Qaeda's on the run. Right. And Obama was the savior. Well, not. (laughs) A U.S., you know, two in one day, you know, two diplomatic facilities in one day get overrun. And in Benghazi, we actually, you know, lose the ambassador and then three other people. That's not a great victory for the Obama policy. So they desperately had to cover it up. That's what this is all about. It's a cover-up of their failure, and it's also very important, Don and Greg, it's also a cover-up of Hillary Clinton's uh, 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 involvement in shipping weapons from Benghazi to the Syrian rebels. I, I believe there was not a presidential finding. There's some dispute about this. But without a presidential finding, that also was completely illegal. All right. We've got about a minute left in this segment. We need to give folks the details about your event coming up on the 25th of October. Can you stick with us for another segment so we could maybe talk about some of the other things that make Hillary Clinton a dangerous uh, presidential uh, candidate? Well, that might take another couple of hours, John. We'll do the best we can. Sure, of course. I, I, All right, we'll I, hit I, some I, highlights. Okay, folks. So the data, Orange County and Los Angeles, two different events. Orange County in the morning, 1130 a.m. It's going to be at the First Southern Baptist Church. And the address is 6801 Western Avenue, Buena Park. And we're going to put all this information up on the UniteIE.com website. The evening event in Los Angeles is going to be at the Lux Hotel, 7 o'clock. Early bird registration is still in effect, $35. I believe that includes a book. I'm not sure. Uh, $50 for the book. There we go. $50 for the book and the event. Includes the book. Definitely going to want to pick up that book. And we're going to put all this up on our UniteIE.com website, so you can just click there, get the information. We're going to continue after the break with Ken Timmerman about some of the other things that we uh, need to be concerned about with Hillary Clinton after the break. And a word from our sponsor and news. It's time to stand up and be counted. Welcome back to Unite Inland Empire Radio. We've, we've broken news here, Greg, in the Inland Empire with the story that we're unpacking with Ken Timmerman, investigative journalist whose new book, Deception, the making of the YouTube video, Hillary and Obama blamed for Benghazi, who's going to be out on October 5th, 25th, uh, Afternoon in Orange County, evening in L.A. Uh, with Nikula Basili Nikula, who's the filmmaker of the video that they blamed for Benghazi. We're going to continue to unpack this story, but we want to get to a, a particular aspect of the story, Ken. The rescue of the people in Benghazi. There's a lot of... Uh, 
uh, still in the public sphere, not among us, but for those that haven't paid attention to it, there's a there's there's a lot of debate about whether or not uh, assets were available to spin up. Did they spin up? Could they have made it in time? Um, what is what is your uh, understanding, Ken, from your work about um, what were assets available to go and uh, you know help? The, the the contractors fight off this attack um and if so were they stopped by by somebody uh yes yes and yes uh there were military assets as close as suda bay crete uh as close as uh, sicily in uh, italy at sigonella uh there was a uh entire counterterrorism crew charlie 110 in croatia about a uh, two and a half to three hour flight by by c-130 from benghazi at a little bit after 7 p.m. Washington time, on the night of the attacks, Jeremy Bash, who is the chief of staff for the Secretary of Defense, Leon Panetta, sends an email to Hillary Clinton's office saying, we've got these assets spinning up as we speak. And then he goes and lifts all these different units around the world. I uh, said, just waiting uh, for your, you know, go ahead. You need to get country clearance and everything else. Well, uh, that's a formality, by the way, and, and in all the Gazi hearings, we learned that that was really not a big deal, that they, you know, Greg Hicks, who was on the ground in Tripoli, uh, got that immediately. But the email goes out, spinning up as we speak, needs you to get on it. Hillary Clinton then goes in to a two-hour secure video teleconference with people in the White House, political hacks in the White House, and her entire discussion is not how we're going to deploy those military assets, but how we're going to slow them down. And then five of the ten talking points that they come out with involve how we're going to blame the YouTube video. So in other words, how we're going to fashion this cover-up for our failure. She was more concerned with the cover-up and getting that right than in saving the Americans who are fighting for their lives on the ground. So there were, there were F-16s in Sigonella. Admiral Lyons said there was an AC-31 gunship, probably the ideal aerial weapon for the situation. Was there one of those in range? Uh, I have not seen confirmation of that. I've heard uh, Ace Lyons talk about that. I have not seen that confirmation. But what's absolutely clear is that the guys on the ground thought there was. Mm. They thought there was. They were convinced there was an AC-130 uh, uh, gunship, uh, and they were uh, laser-sighting uh, targets. Uh, in practicing for it to come around. Wow. Now, now, in, in part and parcel to the rescue effort, though, the one thing I always hear from people is they couldn't have gotten there in time. In the heat of the moment, we had no idea how long this attack was going to last. Was it going to be an hour? Was it going to be seven? Could it, could it go on for 24 hours? How long could the contractors hold out? So in, at that moment, you know, for people that say we didn't know how long it was going to, I mean, we, they couldn't have gotten there in time. The truth is, Ken, no one knew how long this attack was going to go. And the other truth is you never leave anybody behind. Uh, Don, it's even worse than that. Uh, it's not just that they didn't know how long it was going to go on. They were getting constant reports that the fighting was still taking place, mm. that, you know, that, that, that the fighting had not stopped, that the fighting was still taking place. So they knew that the guys were still on the ground. They knew that they were still under fire. And despite all that, they didn't move any forces uh, to come help them. Right, and and Sicily. Yeah, I mean that is that is a relatively close, especially for the F sixteen. That's probably I don't know the speed, but in the may in the miles, that's probably what less than an hour, probably maybe half an hour 
or less flight for the well, F-16s. No, 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 no. The, F- the F-16s were not in Sicily. They were in northern Italy, but they could have hot-landed in Sicily and been down there probably in, in an hour and a half and buzzed uh, either the embassy or the consulate. General Hamm has addressed this. He was the head of APRICOM uh, at the time. I, I happen to think he's a bit of a weasel, frankly, for his reaction. But he said he looked at that and said, ah, it's not worthwhile doing. Wow. That was his reaction. All right. Well, setting setting Benghazi aside, your work, you know, in and around, you live right outside the Beltway. Your work in and around that area over the past uh, thirty years. Give us some other highlights about what makes Hillary Clinton uh, the most dangerous person to be commander in chief of these United States. Well, look, this is a woman who, you know, again, setting aside Benghazi, where she did not have any uh, uh, care for the people under her orders, who were there at her orders. This is a woman who has consistently mishandled classified information. She has no respect for classified information. Uh, her email server, she kept classified documents on a unsecured private email server. We now know that every single FBI agent who was involved in that investigation wanted to see her indicted, and the orders not to indict came from the top down, came from Loretta Lynch, who is an old political crony of Hillary Clinton and her husband, and from uh, Comey, the FBI director. So she's somebody who has really endangered people's lives by this reckless use of classified information. I've got a piece that came out uh, yesterday at the Daily Caller about how she uh, revealed sources and methods about the bin Laden investigation that led us to Abbottabad, where the, where, you know, the Navy SEALs were able to kill bin Laden. She revealed sources and methods in one of those secret speeches that she gave, those paid speeches, this one to a group up in Canada. They're just kind of boasting about, oh, you know, our intelligence guys, uh, they heard this phone call and said, oh, my goodness gracious, now we've got this cell phone call that we've intercepted. That's called the NSA. It's a classified intercept. And she goes off and talks about that and how that led them to the compound. Uh, this is just disgraceful. Anybody else said something like that, they're in jail. Right, and another example is the name of an uh, Iranian scientist who provided information on their program was in her server, and shortly after that, he was arrested by the Iranian regime and later executed. Uh, it, was, it was a description of him, but a very, very clear description. They didn't mention his name, but they talked about him in such terms you'd have to be an idiot not to know who they were talking about. And yes, after that, the Iranians who had him in jail, they said, uh-uh, maybe uh, this guy actually told the Americans more than we think he did. And then they, uh, as you're, you're right, they, they executed him shortly afterwards. Part of this is, of course, she began the conversations. She did the back-channeling to get the Iran nuclear agreement drafted. She was the one that got that ball started. Um, and there was, uh, there, was, there was some cover-up about the beginning of that conversation during her tenure as Secretary of State. Uh, well, that's right. And, and she, was, she was involved, as you said, in getting the ball rolling. But, you know, there's so much more as well. Remember, she's going to appoint Supreme Court judges should, God forbid, she get elected. Oh, and gosh. she has promised to elect judges who are going to, who are going to uh, uh, basically erode uh, the Second Amendment. She's going to appoint judges who are going to erode also our First Amendment rights. Uh, she's talked about uh, hate speech and new, new laws, Islamic Sharia blasphemy laws. This is what she tried to get uh, uh, Nakula, the filmmaker, on. Uh, she has talked about getting rid of Citizens United within the first 100 days of her administration, which means basically that Hillary Clinton and government goons will decide 
who is going to be allowed to make political contributions. I mean, that is a disgraceful and dangerous erosion of our free speech. I want to come back to, to that, to that uh, horrifying agenda, but your specialty is foreign policy. Is there anything in the world that's better as a result of Hillary Clinton being Secretary of State? Look, when Hillary and Obama came into office in, in, in early 2009, uh, the Iraq War was won. We'd beaten down the insurgency. Al-Qaeda was pretty much finished. Libya was on our side. Gaddafi had become an ally in the war against uh, al-Qaeda and Islamic terrorism, and he had given up his nuclear weapons program. I was actually on the ground in 2004 and saw that equipment being put on a U.S. freighter in his harbor in Tripoli. Uh, All across the Middle East, it was pretty much peaceful. Things were pretty much under control. The world respected the United States of America. And then, bit by bit, over the next three years, they turned everything on its head, uh, forced a 30-year U.S. ally, Hosni Mubarak, out of power, replaced him with the Muslim Brotherhood, pushed the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a terrorist organization, into power in country after country around the Middle East. And you can just go one by one down the list. Iran in 2009, June of 2009, 3 million people in the streets calling out, uh, uh, Obama, Obama, are you with us against the dictator? And Obama said, no, no, I'm actually with the dictator, not with you. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, and 18 months later, they push out hosting Mubarak and bring in the Muslim Brotherhood. This administration and Hillary Clinton prefer Islamic dictators than to free peoples in the Middle East. Which is a real head-scratcher because Gaddafi was pretty much under control. He had aligned himself with uh, us in terms of uh, setting aside his nuclear ambitions, setting aside his you know, harboring of terrorism. And so you know, bringing in the uh, NATO to take him out is what ultimately destabilized Libya, leading to uh, the beginning of our conversation, which was the terror attack in Benghazi on 9-12. And she, that, was, that was her decision. Yeah. I mean, that was her. That, that, was, her that was her baby. Yep. Yes. A- absolutely. She was. She was the one pushing that. She was the one driving it. In some of the emails that uh, the State Department finally was forced to release because of Freedom of Information Act requests and the Benghazi Select Committee, you find one of her top aides, Jake Sullivan, in August of 2011, writing out the Libya success story. You know, and Mrs. Mrs. Madam Secretary, here is what you can boast of. You can boast. Right. That you were the one who really drove this process to get rid of Gaddafi. You were the one who met with our allies in Europe. You were the one who went to the U.N. Security Council and on and on and on and on. He had a list of about 20 things that she had done personally, not Obama, but she personally to drive Gaddafi out of power. And now, of course, she's claiming that was a big success. Well, guess what? Nobody, Nobody likes to refer to that email any longer. My gosh, Hillary responsible for Libya. Oh no, that folks, you 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 missed the whole thing. You 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 you're deluded. It's gaslighting. They don't want us. They they're trying to make us believe that it never happened. And in defense of herself, and I forget whether this was a debate or not, Hillary said in defense of her vote to go into Iraq, we have to learn from our mistakes in Iraq. One of the mistakes was no exit plan, no real way to uh, stabilize that government. And here she goes into Libya with absolutely no exit plan, no way to create a stable government after they depose Gaddafi. They just let it lie and let all those factions within Libya start warring against each other, let alone the fact that she dropped 
in, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of weapons that ended up, you know, being, uh, you know, dispersed throughout Libya, throwing gasoline into that fire. And it was a government right. that was on our side. That's, I mean, I mean, at least Saddam Hussein was an enemy. He had, he, he had used chemical weapons. He had used, he had biological weapons. He had not accounted for those weapons as, as he was required to at the end of the first Iraq war. So at least, I mean, there's a case to be made for taking out Saddam Hussein. But well, there was nothing to, to try to overthrow. Because the, the lesson is taught is you become an ally of the United States and we're going to stab you in the back and kill you. That's right. And, and you, we also find that Hillary and her aides falsified intelligence. They put out a false narrative that Gaddafi was about to commit genocide on his people, when in fact we now know, the, the, the record now shows from emails uh, and, and transcripts, that Gaddafi was seeking to negotiate with the United States and had sent his son to talk to a U.S. general, Chuck Kubik, about terms for his uh, his uh, you know stepping down from power. His compliance. Uh, his massacre. His, his, he was compliant, exactly. Right. One other thing I'd like to point out sure. is Hillary's bad judgment. She, she, she consistently draws the wrong lessons or the wrong conclusions. Uh, from, her, from Iraq, the conclusion she drew is that we should have no boots on the ground. So when we were in Libya... The orders given even to Chris Stevens' security, he's the ambassador in Tripoli, remember, Mm -hmm. given to his uh, U.S. Green Beret, U.S. Army Green Beret security detail before the State Department dismissed them. They were not allowed to go out of the U.S. compound in uniform, not even their boots, because the orders were no boots on the ground. Wow. Well, that's not the lesson that you learned from Iraq. The lesson that you learned from Iraq is that once you break it, you own it. And, and you need to you need to keep boots on the ground oh. until it stabilizes. Now that might take some time. In in Germany, it took about forty years. Uh, in South, you know, Korea, it took fifty years. Japan, we still have uh, uh, boots on the ground. Right. None of them are getting shot at. Right. None of them are getting you know are in harm's way. So what's the big deal? Yep. Ken, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for spending the bulk of your of our uh, show with us. We appreciate it. Once again, Ken Timmerman, author of the new book, Deception, the Making of the YouTube Video, Hillary and Obama Blamed for Benghazi. He's going to be in Southern California in Orange County and L.A. on Tuesday, October 25th with, for the very first public appearance, Nikula Basili Nikula, producer and director of the film Innocence of Muslims that Hillary Clinton blamed on Benghazi. Ken, thank you for the body of work you provide us with and all your effort, and we're looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Yes, thank hey, you, Ken. Thanks so much. Look and, forward to it, Greg. Look forward to it, Don. Uh, yes. Look forward to seeing you guys. Absolutely. And to connect, you can always connect with Tim and learn more about him and his other books at uh, KenTimmerman.com. And now it's time for a message from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. 
You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition. Safety checked, washed, and detailed. Fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. Benjamin Franklin said, whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. And we had a great interview, four segments worth from Ken Timmerman, author of this new book about the YouTube video that Hillary Clinton falsely blamed for the uh, Benghazi terrorist attack and to try to cover up her, her own incompetence on that. And so if you didn't, if you didn't hear it, try to pick it up on, on, on the broadcast because it, 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 Ken was just great and is so informative and so knowledgeable about all of those subjects. But he mentioned one thing. He mentioned one of the things that Hillary Clinton would try to do would be to try to overturn Citizens United. And people, there's not a lot of really knowledge about that case. What the case was about was this. Back in 2008, uh, a, some Americans got together and had a nonprofit corporation called Citizens United, and they made a movie that was critical of a candidate for public office. I thought in America we could do that. Turned out the candidate was Hillary Clinton. Uh-oh. And under the law at that time, it was illegal to show that movie, which meant, mentioned a candidate for federal office, within 60 days of the election. Citizens United sued. And it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, where they held. And the scary part is that four justices would have said that the government can ban a movie. But five to four, they said, yes, you have a First Amendment right to do that. And an oral argument was one of the key moments was when the government's attorney admitted in questioning that not only could the government ban a movie, the government could ban books. Now, the, the, the government tried to walk that back. But of course, if you can ban a movie, why can't you ban a book? So when they're talking about, and trying to, there's, a, there's an advisory proposition on the ballot in California this year called Proposition 59, right? To overturn this, to understand what you're talking, what, what they want to overturn that is they want the government to be able to say you can't criticize candidates for federal office. We're going to try to control and regulate speech, notwithstanding the First Amendment that says Congress shall make no law. Restricting freedom of speech. There's an even bigger aspect to this story. Not only is this Proposition 59 in the ballot, it doesn't have the force of law. It's basically a, a, a statement that the people of California believe that Citizens United should be overturned. We don't agree with this Supreme Court decision. That's basically several other states have also passed similar measures or similar sort of statements of position. What What's scary about this is that you have other states, the state of California now putting this in, which essentially shows that there is a coordinated effort on the part of the left to push back on Citizens United, which it also reminds me of the way that the 
uh, liberals, the Democrats uh, and all their factions have circled the wagons around Hillary Clinton. We know from uh, Ed Klein's Blood Feud movie that um, that that you know there's a that there is a feud between the there's no love lost essentially between Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, their families. Uh, there's there are factions within the Democratic Party that are diametrically opposed to each other. You know, you've got your own insurgent candidate in Bernie Sanders that rallied that wanted somebody that they thought was from the outside what i'm what i'm getting at is this when the democrats circle the wagons around their candidate they point their guns outside the circle at their enemies which is us when the republicans circle their wagons around their candidate they point their guns inside the circle at their candidate which is what we've seen over the last couple of weeks this is a huge difference between the left and the right they set aside they have one goal and that's to win at all costs even if it means some of their own little pet uh issues gets have to get set aside or get trampled in the process the right on the other hand we don't have that same coordination, that same drive to win at all costs, the same, uh, you know, sort of circle. Yes, I understand the aspects that divide us about uh, Donald Trump, you know, all of these, uh, you know, what Donald, these tapes about this tape about what Donald Trump said. But you know what? None of that compares. In fact, Hillary Clinton's body of political work trumps, if you will, Anything that Donald Trump has done, in my opinion, as to whether or not he's a worthy candidate. Hillary is on so many levels. We've talked to Ken Timmerman, Benghazi, the emails. So many levels. She is disqualified as a candidate. Nothing Donald Trump did or said got four Americans killed in Benghazi. Yeah. There's so many ways to look at this. It's amazing. But but, but on that that point, there was just reporting this week is that uh, the... Trump tape, which is hurt, which has definitely hurt his candidacy, may have been leaked by Paul Ryan's a Dan Senior. But we know that D- Dan Senior was on Twitter promoting the tape with the media and telling and suggesting to the media on the day after the debate where Donald Trump did very well is the media should ask Trump surrogates only about the tape and ignore the debate. And Dan Sr. still works for Paul Ryan. So Paul Ryan was behind that deliberate attempt to undermine uh, Donald Trump. Well, if it, it, yes, but even beyond that, NBC had this video for 11 years. You know, why now? Why all of a sudden now is it coming? There's so many questions. That's a question. Right. You know, I, well, listen, we've, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what, with the time left, some of the other propositions, uh, get our thoughts on this. And uh, as always, we appreciate our sponsors for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision in Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. 
Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. That's going to do it for us. Another uh, program, Unite IE Radio. Greg, great to be with you. Great interview. Make sure you share it with your friends. The podcast will be back next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.